Lord is highly to be exalted. Highly to be exalted. Worthy of all of our praise. He's a magnificent God, full of splendor. He's arrayed in glory. Arrayed in glory. We could just get a picture. Sometimes I think, Lord, just a, just a picture. He gives us a glimpse of sometimes. But that was beautiful, heaven, you guys. That was beautiful. We like to have a personal testimony, too, to see what the Lord's doing in people's lives. So I want to ask Rebecca Ulrich to come up here now. She's going to share her testimony. What the Lord does even to the least of these. We're going to have even littler ones giving testimony because we're seeing the Lord move in the little ones' lives. But we love Rebecca, so... A couple weeks ago after DK, I came in here to find my parents and I saw Alicia Forsyth on the ground rocking back and forth just crying out to God. And as soon as I saw her, God told me to go up and pray for her, so I did. And then later somebody else came up behind me and started praying for me and I started speaking in tongues and I just could not stop. (laughs) And then that Sunday, I asked my friend if she by any chance knew how long I had been talking in tongues, and she said probably 20 or 30 minutes. So I want to encourage you guys, just open up your hearts and receive from God, and He will do amazing things. That's right. That's, she just received another gift, is what she received. The Lord loves to lavish gifts on us and pour out gifts on us. And speaking of that, um, now we can pour out our gifts on the Lord as we take up tithes and offerings. Just honor Him and gift Him and trust that He'll provide. You know, that's the promise He told us. He said, test me in this. Test me in this and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you'll not even be able to contain it all. Thank you, Lord. So I want to bless the offering. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've already opened up the windows of heaven and given us the greatest gift, your Son. Lord, and we remember, we remember what you've done today, coming as a man, taking on the form of a man, of a servant, and suffering and dying on the cross because you loved us that much, Lord. So right now, Lord, we just want to honor you, Lord God, by giving our tithes and our offerings back to you, Lord, to be used for the sake of your kingdom, Lord. And we say, let your kingdom come. Let it come, Lord. Let your kingdom come on earth, Lord. In Jesus' name. We'd just like to welcome all of you visitors here this morning, too. We really are glad you're here. And um, we just are thankful that you can come enjoy the presence of the Lord with us. We just hope you're comfortable. And um, I know sometimes you might see some different things, and, but that's all right. We love the Holy Spirit here. We love to let him move. And, you know, the Bible says he's like the wind. You don't know where he's going. You don't know where it comes from. But you just know it's there because you see the manifestations of that wind. And we love the Holy Spirit and love what he does. So we hope you'll just enjoy his presence today. Well, the choir was good, wasn't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually in the Bible, one of the words for praise is with a choir. In the, old, in the Psalms. So I think that's the first time we've ever had a real choir in our church. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so, amen. All righty. Let me uh, 
talk to her for a few minutes this morning, and, and at the end we'll have a special part of on my message. Somebody's going to come up and help me end the message, bring bring it to conclusion. So, but what I want to do, I want to tell you, Father, I want to ask you right now for the Holy Spirit to come and speak to our hearts, because what I'm going to say, if we don't get it by the Spirit, we won't get it. It'll just be more information. So we're asking for divine, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yeah, it's coming right now. There you go. Spirit of wisdom and revelation get released in this room. Yeah. Lord, we want to hear from heaven with heaven's voice. That's what makes a difference in our lives. And we thank you for it, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, to help me uh, communicate your heart in Jesus' name. Uh, The primary message of the cross. That's what I'm going to tell you this morning. The primary message of the cross. And I really believe... uh, First, I want to look at John 20, verse 17... Um, we put the scriptures up there. This is a New King James. This is right after Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. Thank you for resurrection. Yeah. If, he, if Jesus wasn't resurrected, we might as well go home, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Eat, drink, and be merry because we're, going, we're doomed. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren... Now, those are really important words. My Father, my brother, and say to them, I am ascending to my Father. Okay? Everybody's good with that. And listen to this. This is, some of the, this is one of the most outstanding. This is the, the primary message of the cross right here. I'm ascending to my Father and your Father. Yeah. Get that? I'm ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. That really is the primary message of the cross, if you had to boil it down to one thing. That Jesus Christ, through His death and through His resurrection, has made God our personal Father. And I found out this as of last night. I didn't know this. But as of all the religions in the world, and I don't really like to classify Christianity as a religion, but just for the sake of... You know, term, human understanding of all the religions in the world, Christianity is the only belief system, not necessarily religion, the only belief system that believes that God is a father. The only. There's, there's no other. In fact, uh, from what I understand, uh, in Islam, they actually have it written on their, in their mosques that uh, Allah, Allah has no sons. Allah has no sons. Isn't that something? That we're the only, we are, the Christianity is the only true religion, is the only true belief system because it, it calls God our Father. And that's really what God really wants us to hear this morning, that He's a Father. And that He wants uh, to us, for us, for each one of us, to have a revelation of God's fatherhood. And that's really what the cross was all about, is to, to bridge the gap between us being abandoned and lost and orphaned as human beings, as a race of people, and brought into God's uh, a home, got brought, brought into God's Father's house. Uh, let me read John 14, uh, 1 through 3. Now, this is in the Message Bible. Uh, because it's the Message Bible. I believe John 14 is one of the... It's, it's a, to me, it's like one of the heartbeats in the Bible. It's like the heart of the Father uh, chapter. If you wanted to really understand the heart of God the Father, John 14 is, is it, I believe. And, um, and, and the Message Bible says it well. Uh, John 14, 1 through 3. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. 
there is plenty of room for you in my father's room, uh, house or my father's home. There's plenty of room for you. If that weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? And, and if I'm on my way to get your room ready, I'll come back and get you so you can live where I live. So, so, you, so you see that that's what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about making a place in God's family for all of us. That Jesus' death on the cross was to make a place for us, to make a place. God has a home. God has a house. It's not just heaven, but it is heaven ultimately, but it's right now. It can be right now. And God has a heart to reach people, to reach out to every person on this planet and let them know that there's a room designed for them. There's a place for them, a place in His home where He says, You're welcome in my home. You belong in my home. You are my child. If we'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ this morning and accept Him as our Lord and Savior, accept Him in our life, repent from our sins, change, turn from the way we've lived, and allow Him to have His way in our life, we can live in the Father's house right now, right this moment. That's what salvation is about. That's the primary message of the cross. And that's what God wants to communicate to people's heart. But much of Christianity, I hate to say this this morning, really doesn't have a revelation on that. Much of Christianity sees that in their mind, but their hearts don't see it. Their heart is not a reality in their hearts, and therefore something doesn't transpire, transpire in their life in order for this thing to, to affect their life, to impact their lives. And God wants to impact mine and your lives this morning. And He wants to impact it with this message that God is our Father, and that He has a very personal interest in you, and He wants to draw you in. And the, really the body of Christ on the earth today really should be a place called the Father's House. It should be an expression of the Father's House. So uh, let's look at John 14, and it's in, starting in verse 16, right, Eric? Yeah, I got messing Eric up this morning. I'm messing myself up. Listen, this is what Jesus is saying. This is in the same. I've skipped a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of other stuff, but we don't have time to talk about all of it because all of it's powerful. I will talk to the Father. Everybody say, I will talk to the Father. You can talk to God the Father this morning as a, and He will hear you. He will listen to what you have to say to Him. In fact, He will not only listen to you, if you are His child if by Christ, by the blood, He will talk back to you and you can hear it. He'll make sure of it. I will talk to the Father and He will provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. Always. You hear that? You will always have someone with you. Now, that's important because the human race is born into a world where they're abandoned. We're born into an abandoned world. And, and people don't really understand this, but if you really study the whole Bible, the whole Bible talks about this abandonment. It starts back there in the garden when they got thrown out. Adam and Eve felt real abandoned that day. They wound up getting tossed out of the garden. Can you imagine what they felt that day? After living in paradise and then finding themselves among thorns, they probably felt real abandoned. And through sin, through the, the, through the fall of man, through the rebellion of man, this spirit of abandonment has, came in on, on the human race. And every person who was ever born, that means you this morning, when you were born, you were born an orphan, whether you know it or not, you were born an orphan. You were born an orphan. And when we're saved, God brings us into His house. But we need to have a revelation. We need to have this understanding. This, is, this will powerfully affect your life. Uh, 
it says the friend is the spirit of truth. Okay? The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. It doesn't have eyes to see him. Okay, when you're saved, God gives you the ability to see the Holy Spirit, to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the most rejected person there is in the body of Christ today. He's the most kicked out one. We feel sometimes we don't feel like we belong in the church. Think of how he feels. Most churches, if he showed up, they would sweep him out the door as quick as he came. You know that? It's the truth. He's an orphan in a sense. We've made him the God of the, of, the, of the universe, the God of eternity. We have caused him to be an orphan. And he's looking for a place he can come. Listen, I've got something for you this morning. Don't reject me. Don't push me away. Let me in the church. That's what he's saying. The body of Christ in, in our nation needs the Holy Spirit. We need him desperately. We're going to lose our country if we don't get him back into the church. If the Holy Spirit doesn't come back in the church and the church allow the Holy Spirit to come and do these very things, we're going to lose our nation. Our nation is going to, our nation is going to fall into bondage. It's going to fall into disrepair. It's headed that way fast, but God has another plan. The plan's revival for the church. That's what the plan is. Uh, yeah, come, Lord. The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. Doesn't know what to look for. We don't even know what to look for many times. Many times we see the Holy Spirit moving on a person and we reject it because he said we don't know what to look for because we've been duped. We've been tricked by religion that says, no, that can't be God. God wouldn't do such a thing. Don't believe what religion's taught you. Don't believe it. It's, it's really a lie to you. Jesus died that we may have this person of the Holy Spirit to come. I don't, I'm not ashamed to, t- to preach about the Holy Spirit on, on Easter morning. Because you know what the Bible says when Jesus got to heaven? It says this in Acts, I think Acts 3. When he got to heaven, guess what he did? First thing he did. He gets up to God the Father and says, Hey, let's pour the Holy Spirit out down there. I died for that. I died to get him down there on the earth. We've got to receive him. You see, here's what a man said one time. He says, every Christian has the Holy Spirit. Every Christian. That's right. But not every Christian's full of the Holy Spirit. Ask yourself a question this morning. Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Or are you full of something else? It's a, a really good question to ask yourself. Okay. Four uh, was. <laughs> but you know Him already because He has been staying with you and will even be in you. Isn't that powerful? He's going to be in us. He is in us. He's with us and He is in us. Listen to this. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming back. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm coming back. I'm not going to leave you in this state of abandonment. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I'm alive and you're about to come alive. I'm alive. That's what he's saying. I'm still living, man. I'm not dead. They thought I was dead. They thought they had me whipped, but I'm not. I came out of that grave. I tricked them. It was all a trick. <laughs> they thought they got me. I even let them bear me. I even went down into hell. They thought, we done whooped this man. He said, I, you didn't know you was falling right into my plan. I died and went to hell so you wouldn't have to, go to go, die and go to hell. Thank you, Lord. In fact, you know what the real truth is? When our body quits, we're just with the Lord. That's what the real truth is. And so in a real sense, we never die. 
our old bodies may fall down, quit. But some of us might be happy with that. At that moment, you know absolutely that I am in my Father and you're in me and I'm in you. Isn't that cool? That's a crazy land. I'm in my Father and you're in me and I'm in you. In other words, we're, we're in the Father. That's what he's saying. I brought you into the Father's house. Okay? And then, uh, where are we at now, Eric? You're supposed to keep me straight. Verse 26. I'm jumping around. Bless Eric, Lord. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I've told you. That's what he does. He starts, ta- he starts bringing. We read the Bible and he reminds us of things. All right, I'm leaving you well and whole. Now, this is what I really want to do. I want to get it down to this, okay? I'm leaving you well and whole, okay? That's my parting gift to you. Okay, that's my parting gift to you. Uh, I don't leave you the way you're used to being left. Uh-oh. Feeling abandoned. I'm not going to leave you like that. Bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. I'm leaving you well and whole. I think I just read that, didn't I? Well, we need to get that one. Uh-uh. Go back, Eric. Go back. Uh-uh. Don't do that one yet. Don't do that one yet. Uh... I'm leaving you well and whole. Let me, let, that's my parting gift to you. Let me tell you. This, let me tell you what happened to me. Okay? This is, this is a true story. This happened to me. This is why I say we need revelation. Uh, two years, it's like two years and seven months ago, I turned 50 years old. Okay? So my family decided to, to take me on a family camping trip one weekend. That was my 50th birthday. So we went up there and had all my kids, my new ones, my new kids, the married ones. At the time, Philip wasn't married. So so we had this weekend as a family. It was a great weekend. And then um, it was time, Sunday came. We stayed the whole, we skipped church that Sunday. <laughs> you can do that every once in a while, you know. <laughs> Even if you're the pastor. <laughs> yeah. So the kids wanted to get up and go home Sunday morning. You know how kids are. They're anxious to get on. Let's move on now. We done done stuff for Dad. Let's get back to our life. You know? <laughs> but uh, So Becky wanted to stay. Okay? Let's stay and hike some more. So they all left. We packed our stuff up so we could be ready to go. was hiking. But there was something that was bothering me. Okay? It was something that was bothering me. And it's something that I had felt many times in my life before. But I didn't know what it was. I really didn't know what it was. So I told Big, I, I need to go home. I don't feel right. I don't feel good. I feel, I feel lonely. I, feel, I just feel messed up. I feel, I didn't say this word, I felt abandoned. Not that my kids abandoned me, but there's this feeling working in me where I felt this feeling all my life at different times where I felt left out, I felt alone, I felt abandoned. So I just didn't feel good. I said, I want to go home. That's what I want to do because I just don't like the way I feel. I don't like to go somewhere and everybody leave and I'm left behind. I just can't take it. And so I'm just, I'm thought, that's just me, you know, I'm just so, you know, I'm just mentally unstable or <laughs> whatever it is. You know, I wasn't really thinking about 
So, you know, she agreed. She said, well, let's stop on the way home at a picnic site and have a picnic meal, which we did. And just so happens when we got there, there was this family there celebrating their little boy's birthday. This little boy turned four years old. And so we, you know, was talking to these people, and they said, found out they were celebrating this little boy's birthday. I said, oh, man, today's my birthday too. That's cool. What's your son's name? Oh, his name is Byron. <laughs> I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> Thank God might be wanting to talk to me. And they said, his name's Byron Caleb. I thought, oh, that's a little trying. I need a little one to say something to me. And what the Lord... Now, this is hindsight, because I didn't know it then. I just knew that God had a message for me that moment. Because God was after something in me. So I went and found out what Caleb means. Okay? Because I really wanted to know. You know what Caleb means? It means three things. It means a dog. <laughs> Can you imagine having a name that means a dog? We think, Caleb, that's a cool name. It means a dog. And it gets worse. Also means a crow. I'm thinking, well, heck, God, dang, am I a dog? Am I a crow? You know? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You know what the third thing it means? It means a basket. Get it? You ever heard of a wicker basket? Because oh, wow. <laughs> I'm a wicker. I'm a basket. And the Lord began to speak to me about Caleb. And that's what he said to me. He said, Byron, this is, this is what happened to Caleb. He, he tried to get in to the promised land. In other words, he tried to get into the Father's house. It took him 45 years to get in. That's what the Bible says. It took him 45 years. But 45 years earlier, he was made a promise by Moses. Moses says, you will get your inheritance when you get there. Not only will you get it, your children will get it. They'll possess it. You'll walk in, you'll see your inheritance, but your children will possess, possess the promises that I have for you. And that began... So in the last two years and seven months is this revelation of God's Father's heart to me. And I realized that thing I felt that day was a stronghold of abandonment that was in my life. Strongholds or thought patterns that are in our minds. Demonic many times or worldly at best that was in my mind that was controlling my life, that was influencing my life. Every Christian has strongholds. Every Christian has strongholds. And it was, it was hindering me. That stronghold was hindering me in my relationship with God. The very thing that Jesus died for my sins for and wanted to bring me into this place of belonging. See, all my life, I could walk into a room and I walked in defensive. I was insecure because I was, an, I was an orphan in my mind. I was abandoned in my mind. I was left alone in my mind. I wasn't, sub, I wasn't consciously thinking that, but in my heart, my heart was telling me that. And so here, Christ paid the ultimate sacrifice to get me into the Father's house. And God began, you know, there were some other things. I don't really have time to tell you all. The, I had some other really tremendous, some tremendous experience where God really actually brought me back to a place when I was a little boy where I was abandoned. See, I was abandoned by my mama. We think it's just daddies in our society, but anything. The devil will use anything to make you feel abandoned. Your spouse, your friends, people at school, your job, you get fired on your job, anything, anything, anything. He would do anything to make you feel abandoned. 
Because if you think about it, the devil's abandoned. He got kicked out of heaven. I mean, imagine going from heaven to this place. That's how, where he operates. His whole ministry is a ministry of abandonment, to make you feel abandoned, to make you feel alone, to make you feel insecure. And Jesus said, uh, I don't leave you the way you're used to being left. I don't leave you that way. I'm not going to abandon you. See, we've all, I'll never leave and forsake you. Every, every Christian in this room knows that verse. How many of us really believe it in our hearts? How many of us really believe in our hearts? Oh, I believe it theologically. I've always believed it. Oh, he never will. But where are you? Where are you that day when I was all alone? I felt this inside of me. Inside of me, I felt this. That word orphan there, I will not leave you as orphans. Uh, that's actually, the Greek word is orthanos. Orthanos. It means bereaved, parentless, fatherless, or desolate, comfort, comfortless, helpless. The Bible says in Psalm 68, verse 6, God sets the solitary in families. He sets the solitary in families. That's every person in this room. He's trying to set you in a family. He sets you in a family, but we have things in us that tells us no. No. No, this is the primary message of the cross is what I'm telling you. That God has set you in a family. God has set you in His family. You belong. Don't, any, don't let anybody ever tell you you don't belong. Don't ever go in any church in the United States as a church of Jesus Christ and don't feel like you belong there. Because you belong. And we will fight that spirit. We will say we will not have it here. We'll fight it tooth and nail. Because every person belongs. There should be no cliques in God's house. There should not be any. We'll fight them, we'll fight them until we're blue in our face fighting because that is not the heart of the Father. I wanted to read Romans 8, 15 through 17. And I'm going to read it first in the New King James because we all know it so well. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. That's that, that's that abandonment that creates fear in people's hearts. You may not connect with what I'm saying to you. That's why I prayed you get it by revelation because you can't get this with your mind. You've got to get it with your heart. Okay, and once you get it by revelation, it'll come to, come to order in your mind. But you receive the spirit of adoption. Everybody say spirit of adoption. Spirit of adoption. That's when we love to pray for people. We like to go against that spirit of abandonment that's operating on them. What is the spirit of abandonment? Well, it's just simply a stronghold in your brain, in your mind, that the devil has built in you and you were born with. And people along the way have helped build it and done things to prove to you. And... So I love to go after that thing in people's mind. Just go after it tooth and nail and call forth, Lord, the spirit of adoption, come be released in that person. Be released in that place in their mind where they begin to feel a part, where they begin to know they're a part of your home. They're welcome in your home. They're welcome at your table. It's very powerful when you get a revelation on it. Otherwise, this is a great scripture. The spirit of adoption by whom we cry. I bet you everybody in this room has had 28, heard 20 messages on Abba Father. I mean, we've heard all that stuff. But we've heard it up here. We heard it in here. Our spirit, man, where it explodes out of us. It comes into the mind, all of a sudden it's real. The Spirit Himself bears witness of our spirit that we are children of God. That's what the Bible teaches. Now, and if children, then heirs. Remember, Caleb? Yeah. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. We did suffer with Him on the cross. We were placed in Christ. Now I want to read the same verse in the Message Bible. Are y'all good this morning? 
This is what the Holy Ghost wants to do. This is what the revival that we're talking about, we're going after. I will go after it until I die. Because this is what God has called us to. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Don't argue with me about a revival. Don't tell me no. You can't argue with me. I've already had that argument settled in my life. I will pursue the Holy Spirit until I, there's nothing left in me to pursue. They can bury me pursuing Him. They can bury me. So when people want to argue with me about that, this fall on deaf ears. Because I got living proof. I've got living proof in my own life. I've got living proof in my own family. The resurrection life that you receive from God is not timid. Are you timid this morning? You don't need to be. I'm telling you, don't. It's not timid. It's not a grave tending life. That's what the church has done, Dad. Almost, guys, we it's like we have a bunch of graves stacked in the church. Let's go take care of the graves this morning. Sing a couple songs. You know how great they are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be a mean guy. I'm, trust me, I've done it all. I've done that. I grew up in church. Oh, God, ain't our gosh, we said, hurry up. Get me out. <laughs> or you can be just as lively as the day. Like, oh, God, God, God. <laughs> Inside. I know I'm acting kind of crazy, but you know, it's not a grave ten in life. It's adventurously expected. Adventurously. God wants us on adventure. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? What's next? Hey, what's next? What's next? I'm excited. Christianity's fun. It ain't boring. It's not like a bunch of happening. I can't do this. I can't do it. Oh, no. There's a lot of this. It's like I heard this one 20-something-year-old girl preaching recently. 23, 24 years old. This is what she said. I found out about the will of God. We thought the will of God was like, man. Heck, it's like this huge field. You can run all over this field and be in the will of God. His will's huge. It's not like He's going to let us miss Him. He's our daddy. He's our father. If we start getting too close to the edge, He runs over there and says, Whoa, That's right. I'm right here. Don't worry. Now move on and stay away from there. Let's get on back over here. You've got 18 miles that way you can play. We don't see Him like that. God's Spirit touches our spirit. And confirms who we really are. That's the Holy Ghost revival. He confirms who we really are. That's what God wants to do in the earth today. That's how God's going to save our nation. He's going to touch our spirits and tell us, You're mine. You belong here. Come on in. Get happy. We know who He is. And we know who we are. Father and children. And we know we're going to get what's coming to us. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. An unbelievable inheritance. That's what Christianity needs to start thinking like this. We're going to get what's coming to us, not a beating. Not, no, you can't do that. We are going to come into an inheritance. Mom and Dad, where your children possess everything that God has for them. That's a motivator in my life is my kids because I want my kids to have everything God wanted for them. And no matter what it takes, that's what we need to do. 
We, you know, in the Bible it was important. You know, the parents, the kids, the next generation, it was very important to God. It should be important to us. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. Now that's, that's pretty good. Because he went through some good stuff. He didn't, we think, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No, he died on the cross 2,000 years ago and we died with him. When he was beaten, we were beaten with him. That was 2,000. We're done with that. We're into the resurrection thing. We're in life thing now. Doesn't mean we're not going to have troubles in this world, but it means we are living a resurrected life. And the Bible says that that spirit that's in Christ that raised him from the dead is in you this morning. You can live the resurrected life. You can live from heaven. You can live at God's right hand. It says that. That's the Bible. The church needs to remember these things. And the church needs to live this way. Yeah, if we go through the hard times with them, which we have, according to the Bible, okay, then we are certainly going to go through the good times with Him. And I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. It's the truth. That's the message of the cross. The message of the cross is this. Now, Hannah, where's Hannah? Hannah Stewart has a better understanding on this than anybody I know. So I wanted us to end to hear what Hannah Stewart has to say. So go for it, Hannah. You might want to hold that phone up. I'll help you. All right, I'll sit down beside you. Hold it up to, hold it to your mouth. I'll stand right here. Huh? Daddy. All right, get Daddy up there. Because Daddy's important in what she's fixing to say. Before I knew that God was my daddy, first I had to invite him into my heart. And when I invited him into my heart, I knew that he was my daddy. And when I think of my daddy, I think that he's first. And my daddy on earth is here. And if you guys will close your eyes and bow your head, I'll pray. Daddy, I pray that you'll just release the spirit of adoption mm. in these people and that everybody in here will know that you just want to adopt them, God, and that everybody will know who they are in Christ. Mm. And all Daddy's children said, Amen. Amen. Well, Matt can't say anything because Hannah, because this, this baby, he adopted this baby. He did what God's done for us. She's a steward. He's a steward. He made her. Angel told me one time that one of the hardest days of her life is, is when Hannah said to her, It's okay. It's why don't I have a day like everybody else? She's got one today. She's got one sitting here. And she's got, got a heavenly daddy. And God wants you to know know that God wants you to know it as real as this little girl knows it because that's daddy to her just as like if he was the biological that's daddy God wants you to know he's daddy to you if you allow the spirit of adoption to take its work in you to do its thing Matt you want to pray for us I think you should baby <laughs> Ha <laughs>
I just... Lord, I just thank you and I thank you for adopting us, Lord. And I just pray we all come into everything you have for us, God. Spirit, especially for our kids. But, Lord, even for our parents, our grandparents, just everybody, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So that's the primary message of the cross. It's what the resurrection is all about. It's what Easter is all about. And we're going to, it's time to end. If you'd like prayer, we've got a ministry team. Can we get the ministry team to come up? If you'd like to have prayer about this or about anything else, you know, we would love to pray for you just to be touched by the Spirit of God this morning, the Spirit of adoption. And uh, if you just come on up now and just receive, that would be good. If you want to just, we have snacks back there in the kitchen. You can fellowship. You can do whatever you feel like doing, but we are officially, do you want to say something about Oh, yeah, you spent Yeah, I just want to know if... You know, we need to take this spirit of adoption to the world. Not just in the house of God, but we need to take this spirit of adoption to the people around us. And if that's you, if that's really in your heart this morning, I just want to ask you to come up and get prayer. Because I believe there are many people on the ministry team that can release that spirit of adoption on you so that you can take it to the world around you. The world is desperate to know who they are. It's the only answer we have for the world. We've given them enough religion. And, and, they're, and it's, going, it's going still to hell. So we really need to get a revelation. In this, and we need to get this thing released on us so that we can take it to a dying world around them. They can see this on you. They can see it on you. They'll respond to you. Because if you have it living and breathing in you, they respond to you. So I just ask you, do not hold back today. There are many who've had a counter up here on this ministry team who've had this spirit released on the spirit of adoption. And get this spirit of abandonment broken off of you today. It's a spirit. Satan himself was cast out of heaven and that's where the thing began. He was abandoned. It came on him and all he wants is for that thing to sicken our world. Is this abandonment? Is sick with abandonment. Sick with abandonment. Why do you think we have young people that are just in the depths of despair with drugs and alcohol and immorality that they are seeking, seeking to fill that place? We need for the Lord to break this thing off of us. This abandonment, we all feel it and know it. So, Lord, come, we ask you. We just, Lord, release. We just ask you for an anointing right now for this abandonment to be broken off of us, Lord. Today, today would be the day that it's broken off of us, oh God. Broken, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we ask you for that breakthrough today, Lord. Spirit of adoption just come into this room right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let it come. Let it come, Lord. Thank you.